we start off with him essentially beginning to understand his predicament, right? Because <laughs> he thinks he's a, ascended. So he's like, okay, I'm locked in this weapon. I'll figure it out. I'll break this, you know, break these chains. Then he's like, oh, fuck. He got hands for real. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 113. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hench. What is up, everybody? We're back with more Aatrox content. Yeah, we're ready to destroy the world. Yeah, surprise. Uh, <laughs> the format is still the same. Uh, okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> and since the format's the same, what's up top? Yeah, what's up top is housekeeping. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere. Visit us at podcastcore.com. Remember that C-O-R uh, for all of our info. Email us at podcastcore at gmail.com to get in contact and follow us on all the platforms because that helps us with discoverability. D discoverability you'll get there i'll get there <laughs> <laughs> and leave a like and a comment we appreciate it but the easiest way how we got this far is by telling a friend to escape their cage by listening to the casuals of runeterra podcast so i'll be coming out of my cage and i'll be doing just fine <laughs> <laughs> so the main topic is the story the cage and it's not about nicholas cage uh, oh my god but, <laughs> so that's important to keep in mind i don't want to we don't want to mislead anybody but what this is is a first person account almost in a poetic fashion of yes. the perspective of atrox once he's trapped in this weapon yeah right and, and of course once he's trapped this is really when he is if you've listened to our atrox episode you know if you haven't go listen to it first yeah. but um this is really when his psyche is frayed all right yeah. like the, the what what was Aatrox has changed dramatically from this point. Yeah, and it's well written as far as the pacing of this, of the conclusion he comes to, which is no surprise if you've listened to the previous episodes. But, you know, enough of me telling you what's going on. Let's start off, like always, with a story best in three parts, uh, but a few words from the man himself, Aatrox. Darkness. The breath I cannot take plagues me. It is an emptiness in my lungs and throat, as if I had stopped mid-breath and then held my lungs cruelly waiting, my mouth open, throat hollow, unable to pull in air, my chest the horrible tension on my thorax. He speaks out about the pain of being alive but unable to take a breath. He speaks out about the pain of being alive but unable to move, cruel darkness. <laughs> so... We start off with him essentially beginning to understand his predicament, right? Because <laughs> he thinks he's a ascended. So he's like, okay, I'm locked in this weapon. I'll figure it out. I'll break this, you know, break these chains. Then he's like, oh, fuck. He got hands for real. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, like to that point, though, of being an ascended, like that's essentially the most powerful mortal being that at least like the Shereman Empire knew, right? Because um, like I think the only other like creatures at this point that are stronger are far outside of the Shereman Empire, and with that's going to come a bit of hubris. So Aatrox is going to live with that hubris for a little bit, and then realize I can't get out. It doesn't matter that I'm the strongest thing to walk the face of the Shereman Empire. I am trapped. Yeah. 
And then he moves into the next phase of this essential grief is where now he's reflecting on the battles that he's been in, which he's been overconfidently possessing people. He's jumping from host to host, draining them as fast as possible, but it's destroying the form of all these hosts, which he's relying on because he's trapped in this weapon. And this is stuff that we have kind of covered with uh, episodes like Kane uh, and Varus, where they... Like, you know, it's a living weapon. Don't touch the living weapon. The living <laughs> weapons just get a feed off of you. But now we know why. We know why that happened to yeah. those poor, unsuspecting fools is because it's other ascended like Aatrox that are trying to just break free. And the any mortal that grabs them, that's their opportunity to at least try something to get out. Yeah. Aatrox kind of takes it in a very unique approach compared to the other living weapons, though, where he just completely devours whoever grabs him because he's tr just trying to recreate the, his previous form. Yeah. And he thinks that if he can recreate that, he's broken free. Yeah. And the... The next step in this process, the seven oh steps, <laughs> pushes him into despair because, remember, he's drained all the subjects in this, or all his victims, in this uh, specific battle. So now he's like, oh shit, what if I become forgotten and not found by another host? And there's a quote here that says, what if the mud and filth cover me? What if I'm hidden for thousands of years? And then he begs for destiny for some reason. Like he's looking to the stars, which if you've listened to our other episode, you can see the irony in that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's asking for them to allow someone to find him. Then he feels a mortal presence. Uh, also, like just that quote there, what if the mud and filth cover me? What if I'm hidden for thousands of years? You cannot tell me that's not an emo song. <laughs> Like, there's an acoustic guitar playing right now, and a dude in a flannel shirt and a backwards ball cap just wailing away, <laughs> pouring his heart out on the mic. Yeah, definitely. So, this pushes us out of part one into a short part two here, where he isn't certain if there's a person nearby. Maybe it's just hope creeping in. Once again, the seven steps. <laughs> Until the mortal actually touches the weapon, which is a no-no, has just told you again. Don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> so there's the natural shock period of the mortal, but Aatrox wastes no time in taking control of his body. He's done this before. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> and he floods this man, and then he's flooded with senses. He can see, he can smell, he can touch, he can feel the environment around him. And he's actually within a battle, which is why he's been touched already. And he immediately goes to cutting down his opponents. And as he does this, he roars. Um, and we get like two cool pieces of information here, uh, which is that Aatrox cannot tell if he's actually able to like manipulate the sword. Yeah. Uh, because he's trying to say like, oh God, I think someone's coming. I got to like try to push myself out of anything that's covering me. Like, let me stand the sword up. Yeah. But he has no idea if he's actually doing that or not. Yep. Um, so if, if that is something that's being done, it's kind of just being done in hope. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we get here is that he's like cutting. There is a purpose to him cutting down the these uh, opponents around him right now. It's not just wanton massacring. It's him realizing that the guy that's picked him up isn't strong enough for him to control for yeah. a long time. So he's cutting these guys open to try to feed off of the 
people he's killing instead yeah. of his host. So there is a little bit of a reason to the madness, but also we know from uh, like reading his bio that he also just wants it all to end. Yeah. Like, because if it all ends, maybe he'll end too. So yeah. hey, there's a purpose to it, but the, this poor guy had no idea what he was getting involved in. And now a lot of people are going to die. <laughs> I mean, this all started with showing up to the site of a recent exploded nuke. So you would think that only despair would follow, uh, but he didn't have that foresight. But you, what you mentioned about his, you know, we want to go, let's go step meta, right? A step down or where he has no self-awareness, no sense of self as the weapon. He doesn't know what's happening. He's just hoping. And that's kind of where he is as a person um, as far as not having a sense of self when the void thing happened and he was slowly losing himself during those battles, right? So that lines up on purpose. Where, I mean, this one of these writers is one of like the OGs of the Riot team. So it makes sense. There's a reason that we like made this show and why we keep reading all these stories. They're written well. Of course they're going to yeah. like connect together. So. And, and like a post-abusive relationship, he no. hasn't worked on himself. He hasn't changed. Therefore, in part three here, he immediately descends into his self-destructive pattern. So he continues, he continues to see himself as someone who's punished for their good deeds. Uh, but as Hess mentioned, he's already slaughtering and draining everyone, right? And in his mind, we have a quote here where he's like, I defended this world in the greatest battles ever known. Oh my God. Why am I being punished? <laughs> and his, while he's doing this, his current host is already becoming an abomination, torn muscles, broken bones. And then we end here where he goes back into that relentless uh, fury of, we will go onward and onward and onward until the final oblivion comes. Yeah, like he he's just going to like grab any mortal, drag them yeah. as far as he can, to the biggest body of humans, yeah. slaughter all of them and hope that maybe he breaks out of his shell or that it just all ends. Yeah. Either way is a victory for him and he is doing the right thing. He's the savior in yeah. all of this. Yeah. So yeah, there are no red flags. <laughs> He's the sun god <laughs> of mood swings. It's it, the closest I can compare this to. And if you listen to our Evelyn episodes, both her story and her bio episodes, well, mainly her story, because in that story, you get to see her go through phases of overconfidence into desperation, into fear, and then finally back into overconfidence because of the nature of what she is and what she's made out of. And Aatrox, although once a man, because he became an ascendant, uh, he starts to, as life goes on, as these events happen to him, he's essentially becoming like Evelyn, who is essentially the essence of hate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and then that plays into everything that we've talked about as far as you know this decaying psyche, like losing that mortal thought process. Yeah, and we see it in other stories, but it's not. I don't think any of the other stories are as pronounced as Aatrox's. Yeah, because he, like it really is just like a deep dive into I am a soldier for the empire. You know, loyalty and for the good of the others. Yeah, into. It all has to end. It's, it all has to go. Like that's a deep jump. <laughs> yeah, and that's where our story ends. I mean, this is a quick one. Uh, the way Aatrox is written is very concise, but gives you the depth you need for a character that, if you play the game, is playstyle is very simple. We've mentioned this about like Garen, Trindamir, Aatrox. That 
you know, you look at them on the surface, they're very simple characters, not much going on in game. But then you look at the stories, that's what gives them the flavor, right? Yeah. And specifically with Aatrox, the more you look at his story, the more that like some of the subtle nuances of his gameplay makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically with League of Legends, the like he has a lot of like different on hit things that heal him and then like sacrificing that HP to do stuff, yeah. which kind of makes sense because in that with the, he's trapped in this cage, you know, the cage being his sword, he's got to feed off of other life to try to maintain that form. Because yeah. once once that host dies, he's just a sword. So he's got to get more life essence in to maintain it. And the easiest way to do that is you're a sword, cut some people open. <laughs> so that's what he's doing. And that makes sense as far as his gameplay, because he just jumps in and starts swinging around and healing himself. And then it's like, hey, my form stays. Yeah, when he calls this a complex puzzle, it is indeed that. And I mean, it was made by the god himself, yeah. Zoe. <laughs> Zo and Zoe's just up there with shades on. Yeah, she probably forgot. Yeah, inner <laughs> shades on, inner Jordans, just grabbing <laughs> celestial bodies in space and trying to hurdle them through the infinite of space in hopes that she can start a game of fetch with Aurelian soul. Yeah, That's all exactly. she's doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she doesn't care what's happening on her terror anymore. Priorities. <laughs> so with that, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah, take care, everybody.